Hi everyone, this is Jacob from Attention to Detail. Hope everybody is staying safe and healthy out there. We are wishing everyone our best here in this very turbulent time. It's quite a sight to walk around. I just came back to Indianapolis and it's a little chilling. Everything's boarded up, police everywhere. There was a helicopter overhead last night. It's, it's quite a time. But I woke up excited today despite having the first ear infection of my life. Ear infection is a slightly concerning thing for a professional musician like myself, but my apologies if, if there's a little stuffiness in the voice, but I woke up excited because we're gonna do this new project here on Attention to Detail, and it's one that I'm particularly enthused about. And I will encourage you really to listen to this intro episode. I think it'll shed some light on on why we're doing this. And the project that we're gonna be doing is we're gonna be reviewing some music from years where there were big pandemics in history. And so I think we're gonna do four or maybe five pandemic years, including hopefully the SARS pandemic. I'm hoping that we'll be able to highlight some, some modern music in this project. But I wanted to talk today just very briefly about why we're doing this. Because I think for me and for maybe a lot of musicians, artists out there, one of the initial thoughts that I had when, when COVID-19 first hit and, and now again in this period of social unrest, your first thought is, of course, people's safety and health and, and how is this all going to work? And, but after that, you know, I, I, I was thinking a little bit about will, will some great art come out of this? Is there a silver lining to this that, you know, composers have more time now, writers have more time now? And that's actually a really trick, tricky question. Um, composers are, are people just like everybody else. And I think for a lot of composers, some of my friends that I've spoken to during this time and historically, it's actually it's really it's harder to produce when when times are tough just like for everybody i mean a lot of the composers i've i've spoken to during this this pandemic have said yeah it's it's hard to write because i'm distracted there's there's so much going on there's so much news you're kind of hooked on the news um it's it's depressing everything that's going on and you don't really want to want to work particularly hard and and yeah that's that is a very understandable sentiment and you think about famous composers one one famous composer will will review over the course of this project is Schumann who famously had essentially bipolar disorder and he basically wrote nothing during his periods of of depression when he was unable to motivate un unable to get himself out of bed and then he wrote fervently when he was active in in good spirits and that's true of, you know, so many, Van Gogh, I think, was similar. Um, he had periods where he could barely paint and then other periods of, of frenzied activity. So many composers, Rachmaninoff had a famous uh, writer's block for several years. I mean, we see this countless times again. Beethoven uh, had a period of, of great difficulty where he wrote the Heiligenstadt Testament, but then when he was 
on the upswing. He wrote the Eroica Symphony and this kind of nursed him back to health. Um, and so that's one thing that I've been thinking about is that, you know, maybe maybe great art won't come out of this. I mean, maybe this is just a challenging time. But then I went back and I looked at some of the history of pandemics and what was going on in, in music at the time. And similarly, a little bit, I looked at, uh, I mean, there's always political turmoil, but the connections between music and art and politics, social upheaval, turmoil. There are some great pieces of, of art that are direct reactions to social change, world events. I think of like Picasso's Guernica. This is a famous, really famous anti-war painting, which I believe was, was painted in direct response to, to a bombing, if I'm not mistaken, at Guernica. Um, but actually, if you consider the full body of work of, of classical music, of the novel, of, of painting, whatever, the amount of art that is, is political commentary is actually, or social commentary, historical commentary, I think in many ways is, is a small minority. I mean, a lot of, you look at composers' symphonies, and at least on the surface, they're not politically motivated. And most of the works that are, I think, come much later after the event. You think about Catch-22 was written several years after World War II. 1984, I think, was written in, in 1949. I think Orwell had the idea during the Second World War. But in some ways, 1984, it's a, it was a forecasting of, of things to come in, in China and so many other places, and Brave New World was written far before that, and similar idea. And so the, the, the idea is that I think often it takes composers, writers, whoever, some time to process events, re-motivate, get their spirits up, and, and write. And even when they do that, it's not always social commentary. In the world of music, you look at Shostakovich's 11th Symphony, which is about the year 1905, a big revolutionary year in Russia, was written in 1957. His 12th Symphony, about the year 1917, was written in 1961. So many, many, many years after these events that, that he lived through. So this connection between art, and specifically classical music, and social change, political change, historical change, I think is a little strained at best. And so it's important, I think, to have that in mind when we're going to review these pieces from pandemic years. So I'll, I'll get to why we're doing this in a sec, but, but it's important to think about what is going on here during pandemic years, during non-pandemic years, during times of social upheaval during times of social harmony, if that exists. Composers really are dealing with, in some ways, much more tectonic, slow-moving, eternal forces than the impermanent events of social unrest or a pandemic or a lot of these things are, are relatively fleeting and impermanent, impermanent in, the, in the course of, of history. 
but history itself, progress, time, these are things that are permanent. They're, they're eternal. And I always think about this when I'm thinking about musical history, musical progress. I think of this quote from Chaucer that says, time and tide wait for no man. And that's kind of what composers are actually dealing with, is that the course of musical history tends to progress on its own clock, at its own rate, on its own terms. And it's really a little bit separate from the events of, if you want to think of the real world. It's its, its own world here that, that composers are, are dealing with. It's a really interesting timeline because I've often found that the history of, of thought, of philosophy, of ideology often comes first, and then the artistic world follows, and then the real world follows, if you want to call it the real world. I think about the Enlightenment thinkers who are operating, you know, early 1700s. The Enlightenment in, in classical music is really the classical period, Mozart, Haydn, perfection of form. And then maybe the embodiment of the Enlightenment in some sense in the real world, in history, is, is the French Revolution, which came right at the end of, of Mozart's life, really, when Beethoven was just beginning to emerge. We also see this in the precursors to World War I. You have these nationalist movements in the 1800s, pan-Germanism, that infected thinkers, composers like Wagner, and then you eventually get, get World War I, which in some way was a result of this, these nationalist ideas. Or Karl Marx operating again in the 1800s, we get a Russian composer who writes The Rite of Spring right before World War I, too, but in, in 1913, and then we get the Russian Revolution 1917. So the reason why I say all this, it's, it's kind of tangential, the connections between classical music, history, social change. But the reason why I say all this is because I want to review music from these, these pandemic years, not with the purpose of trying to show that great art is going to come out of this, or there's a silver lining, or um, even an a encouragement or motivation to composers to create art that responds to this. I think rather the idea that I want to focus on, and hopefully it is an uplifting idea, is the idea that music kind of interminably marches on. It's been there long before we were all here, and it will be there long after we are all gone. And I hope that that is kind of an uplifting message in and of itself. This idea that, you know, it often feels like society takes one step forward and then three steps back. But the march of artistic progress is constantly continuing. And I think, I'm hoping that we will see that through this examination of some pandemic years. It's a way of looking at some challenging points in human history through the lens of, of our own now, but seeing that actually a lot of the greatest pieces that come out of these years didn't really have much to do with the pandemic. They had to do with musical developments that were going on at the time. They had to do with composers' individual lives. Again, as I mentioned at the beginning, composers are, are people just like everyone else. They live complicated, multifaceted lives. 
and their art reflects that. And so, you know, I hope that, of course, this is not in any way to say that it will all be okay and time heals everything. It requires, as always, people need to go out, myself included, and, and fight to fight our way out of this this period of darkness. But hopefully it is a little bit of a consolation, silver lining, whatever, that there is is light at the end of the tunnel and that music will be there for us now, in the future, as it has been. And so I'm hoping that this review of the pandemic years will will demonstrate that, and in the course of doing that, we'll get to listen to some phenomenal music, learn a little bit about some great composers. I'm very much looking forward to this, so you'll see many of these episodes coming out very shortly. As always, thanks so much for sticking with us, and really especially today, more than, more than most days. As always, but more than most days. Please stay safe, healthy, optimistic, and we will be back soon. <laughs>